Study Article 51. This article will be studied during the week of February 12th through 18th. Enjoy a hope without disappointment. Theme text Hope does not lead to disappointment. Romans 5 5. Song 142 Holding Fast to Our Hope. Preview In this article, we will consider what our Christian hope consists of and why we can be sure that it will be realized. Romans chapter 5 will help us to see how the hope we now have differs from the one we had when we first learned the truth. Paragraph 1 Question Why can we say that Abraham's hope was well placed? Jehovah promised his friend Abraham that all nations of the earth would be blessed by means of his offspring. Because Abraham had deep faith in God, he was convinced that God's promise would come true. Even so, when Abraham was 100 years of age and his wife was 90, that faithful couple still did not have a son. Yet, the Bible says, Based on hope, Abraham had faith that he would become the father of many nations according to what had been said. Romans 4.18 You know that Abraham's hope was realized. He did become father to the son he had long hoped for, Isaac. What was the basis for Abraham's confidence? Paragraph 2 Question Why was Abraham convinced that Jehovah's promise would come true? Because of his close personal relationship with Jehovah, Abraham was fully convinced that what God had promised would come true. Romans 4.21 Jehovah approved of Abraham and declared him righteous because of his faith. As indicated at Romans 4.18, Abraham's faith and his hope were connected. Let us now consider what the Apostle Paul says about hope as recorded in chapter 5 of Romans. Paragraph 3 Question What does Paul explain about hope? Paul explains why we can be sure that our hope does not lead to disappointment. Romans 5 5. He also helps us to understand how our Christian hope can grow. As we examine the process Paul outlines at Romans 5, 1-5, consider your own experience. In doing so, you will likely recognize that over time your Christian hope has become more certain. Our discussion will also reveal how you can make your hope grow even stronger than it is now. Let us first consider a glorious hope that Paul says will not lead to disappointment. Our Glorious Hope Paragraph 4. Question. What is discussed at Romans 5, 1 and 2? Romans 5, 1 and 2 reads, Therefore, now that we have been declared righteous as a result of faith, let us enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained access by faith into this undeserved kindness in which we now stand. And let us rejoice based on hope of the glory of God. Paul wrote those words to the congregation in Rome. The brothers and sisters there had learned about Jehovah and Jesus, had exercised faith, and had become Christians. God thus declared them righteous as a result of faith, and he anointed them with Holy Spirit. 
Yes, they gained a valid, wonderful hope. Paragraph 5. Question. What hope do anointed ones have? Paul later wrote to anointed Christians in Ephesus about the hope to which they were called. That hope included receiving an inheritance for the holy ones. Ephesians 1.18. And Paul also indicated to the Colossians where their hope would be realized. He called it the hope that is being reserved for you in the heavens. Colossians 1.4 and 5. The hope of anointed Christians, then, is that they be resurrected to everlasting life in heaven where they will reign with Christ. Paragraph 6. Question. What did one anointed brother say about his hope? Anointed Christians cherished that hope. One of them, Brother Frederick Franz, said from his heart, Our hope is a sure thing, and it will be fulfilled fully to every last one of the 144,000 members of the little flock to a degree beyond what we have even imagined. After serving God faithfully for decades, In 1991, Brother Franz affirmed, We have not lost our sense of value of that hope. We are appreciating it all the more the longer we have to wait for it. It is something worth waiting for, even if it required a million years. I evaluate our hope more highly than ever before. In the picture for paragraph 6, we see Brother Frederick Franz. Next to him appears the quotation Our hope is a sure thing. It is something worth waiting for. The picture caption reads Brother F. W. Franz well expressed the confidence that anointed Christians have in their hope. Paragraphs 7 and 8 question What hope do most have? Most who worship Jehovah today have a different hope. It is the hope that Abraham had, everlasting life on earth under God's kingdom. Paul wrote about the glorious outcome awaiting those who have that hope. Romans 8 20 and 21 reads For the creation was subjected to futility, not by its own will, but through the one who subjected it, on the basis of hope, that the creation itself will also be set free from enslavement to corruption. And have the glorious freedom of the children of God. When you first learned of the Bible's promise for the future, what did you find most appealing about it? Was it the fact that one day you will be perfect, no longer prone to sin? Or were you thrilled to learn that your dead loved ones will live again on a paradise earth? This gave you much to look forward to on the basis of hope. Whether we expect to enjoy everlasting life in heaven or on earth, we have a glorious hope that gives us reason to rejoice. And our joyful hope can grow even stronger. What Paul writes next explains how that can happen. Let us consider what he wrote concerning our hope. Doing so will make us more confident that our hope will keep growing and will never let us down. How hope grows. Paragraphs 9 and 10. Question. As shown by Paul's example, what can Christians expect? Romans 5 3 reads Not only that, 
But let us rejoice while in tribulations, since we know that tribulation produces endurance. Note that tribulation may be involved in developing a stronger hope. That may surprise us. In reality, all followers of Christ can expect tribulation. Consider Paul's example. He said to those in Thessalonica, When we were with you, we used to tell you in advance that we would suffer tribulation, and that is what has happened. 1 Thessalonians 3.4 And to the Corinthians he wrote, We do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the tribulation we experienced. We were very uncertain even of our lives. 2 Corinthians 1.8 Christians today, too, can expect tribulation of some sort. What about you? As you put faith in Jesus and follow Him, has tribulation come your way? Friends and relatives may have ridiculed you. They may even have been hostile. Has your determination to be honest in all things created problems for you at work? Have you faced governmental opposition because you shared your hope with others? No matter what type of tribulation we may encounter, though, Paul says we should rejoice. Why? In the picture collage for paragraphs 9 and 10, we see Christians undergoing tribulations. In the first scene, A young sister about to pray before eating lunch at school notices two girls whispering behind her back. In the next scene, we see a sister being yelled at by her non witness husband. In another scene, we see a brother refusing a bribe at a work site. The final scene shows a brother looking out of his prison cell. The picture caption reads All Christians can expect some sort of tribulation. Paragraph 11. Question. Why do we need to be determined to endure any trial? We can rejoice when undergoing tribulation because of what it produces. As Romans 5 3 says, tribulation produces endurance. All Christians will face tribulation, so all Christians must have endurance. We need to be determined to endure whatever trials we may face. Only then will we be able to see the fulfillment of our hope. We do not want to be like those whom Jesus had in mind when speaking about seeds that fell on rocky soil. They accepted the word with joy at first, but after tribulation or persecution arose, they were stumbled. Matthew 13, 5, 6, 20, and 21. Granted, facing opposition or trials is not easy or pleasant, but enduring them brings definite benefits. In what way? Paragraph 12. Question. How do we benefit when we endure trials? The disciple James highlighted the benefits of enduring trials. He wrote, Let endurance complete its work. So that you may be complete and sound in all respects, not lacking in anything. James 1 2-4. James describes endurance as if it had a task, a work to perform. What work is endurance assigned to accomplish? It can help you to develop to a greater degree such qualities as patience, faith, and reliance on God. However, 
we gain another significant benefit from enduring. Paragraphs 13 and 14 question. What does endurance produce? And how does that relate to hope? Romans 5 4 reads Endurance in turn an approved condition. The approved condition in turn hope. Paul mentions that endurance results in an approved condition. Your endurance brings Jehovah's approval. This does not mean that Jehovah is pleased that you are experiencing trials or problems. What God approves of is you. Your endurance results in an approved condition. What an amazing blessing! Recall that Abraham endured tests and enjoyed divine approval. Jehovah viewed him as his friend and counted him as righteous. The same can be true of us. God does not base his approval on the amount of work we do in his service or on the privileges we enjoy. He grants his approval because of our faithful endurance. And no matter what our age, circumstance, or ability is, all of us can endure. Are you faithfully enduring a trial right now? If so, take comfort in knowing that you have God's approval. Realizing that we have God's approval can have a powerful effect on us, it can strengthen our hope. A stronger hope. Paragraph 15. Question. What further point does Paul make, and why might that puzzle some? As Paul explained, we gain Jehovah's approval by enduring trials successfully. Note how Paul continues his discussion. The approved condition, in turn, leads to hope, and the hope does not lead to disappointment. Romans 5, 4 and 5. This might puzzle some. Why? Because earlier, as recorded at Romans 5, 2, Paul mentioned that those Christians in Rome already had a hope, the hope of the glory of God. Consequently, someone might ask if those Christians already had a hope, why does Paul list hope later in his discussion? Paragraph 16 Question How does hope begin to grow in a person? We can understand what Paul meant by keeping in mind that hope is something that grows. To illustrate, do you recall when you first heard of the marvelous hope contained in God's Word? At that point, you may have thought that the idea of living forever on a paradise earth was mere wishful thinking. However, As you got better acquainted with Jehovah and with the Bible's promises, you became more convinced that this hope would become a reality. Paragraph 17 Question How does your hope continue to grow after your dedication and baptism? Even after your dedication and baptism, your hope continued to grow as you learned more and matured spiritually. You have likely experienced what is mentioned at Romans 5 2-4. You had various tribulations, but you endured them and sensed God's approval. Confident of God's favor, you now have even greater reason to expect to receive the things He has promised. 
Your hope has become stronger than what you had initially. It is more real to you, more personal. It affects you more intensely, influencing every aspect of your life and changing how you treat your family, how you make decisions, and even how you use your time. In the picture collage for paragraphs 16 and 17, we see the brothers and sisters shown earlier. The first scene shows the young sister witnessing to a classmate. In the next scene, we see the married sister meditating on what she read in the Bible. In another scene, we see the brother who refused a bribe commenting at a meeting. The final scene shows the imprisoned brother praying in his cell. The picture caption reads The initial hope that you found so appealing has become a much deeper and more solid Christian hope. Paragraph 18 Question What guarantee does Jehovah provide? The Apostle adds a very important point regarding the hope that you possess after receiving God's approval. He assures you that your hope will be fulfilled. Why can you be so sure? Paul includes this inspired guarantee to Christians. The hope does not lead to disappointment. Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which was given to us. Romans 5 5. You have every reason to be certain of that hope. Your hope. Paragraph 19. Question. Of what can you be certain regarding your hope? Reflect on Jehovah's promise to Abraham and on how God approved of him and viewed him as his friend. Abraham did not hope in vain. The Bible states After Abraham had shown patience, he obtained this promise. Hebrews 6 15. He was definitely not disappointed. You can be just as certain that if you remain faithful, your hope Will be rewarded. Your hope is real. It is a cause for joy, not disappointment. Paul wrote May the God who gives hope fill you with all joy and peace by your trusting in Him, so that you may abound in hope with power of Holy Spirit. Romans 15 13. How would you answer? As recorded at Romans 5 2, what hope was Paul referring to? Romans 5 3 and 4 outlines what process in a Christian's experience. How does the hope you now have differ from the hope you had when you first learned the truth? Song 139 See yourself when all is new. End of article.